בוקר טוב, ראש סלים, תהילים, מזמור כ"ו, 26th מזמור of תהילים. This is an interesting מזמור, in that there is a, a little bit of a divergence between the פשט, as how I'm going to interpret it today, and how you will see it interpreted in some of the פירושים, and in the מדרשים. He begins, David begins by saying like this, לדוד שופטני אדוני כי אני בתומי הלכתי. David says, judge me, God, for I've gone and I've walked with innocence. And I've trusted in the Lord, I shall not falter. So what does he mean in this first pasuk? He says, judge me, for I've gone in innocence and I've walked and I've trusted the Lord. What, is it, what does it mean to when he says, judge me in that sense? So what you think is it means you have to insert the fact that he's saying, judge me for good, right? God, please judge me for good that, and, and come to the conclusion that I'm good because I've been good and I've been honest and I've, been, I've walked with innocence. But according to the Midrash, David in this pasuk is actually asking God to test him. And the Midrash gives a little bit of a backstory. And he, and he says that David sees the forefathers Like uh, he sees like Abraham was tested, right? Abraham was tested with 10 tests. And David goes to Hashem and he says, I was also just as, I'm, I'm also very good. I've also worked on myself. And I'm also, I've reached the way of righteousness. So test me so I could prove that I am on the same level of Abraham. And then the Chachamim say, the Midrash says, I think it's in the Gemara. It says, and then what test did Hashem send to David? He sent him the test of David and Bathsheba. He sent him the test of Bathsheba, which was uh, whenever David sinned with the wife of one of the, the, the servants of the king, one of the people, one of the, the, the soldiers in the king, uh, of, the, of the Jewish people. So there, that's kind of, that's a different interpretation altogether than what we're saying. In that case, David is actually asking God to test him, right? He's test me, For I have gone with righteousness Because I will withstand the test And our interpretation is more Please test me for good Or, or judge me for good Because I've, I've been good Meaning he's almost saying Please God don't judge me Don't judge me negatively He's not saying to judge me okay? uh, but, but it's an interesting backstory And it's an inter interesting midrash um, And then the Gemara also says That there are, there are four people Who got tested By Hashem. He said the first was Eov. Eov got tested by Hashem. Eov was a character, he has his own book in the Ketuvim. And he's a character that basically he's tested with a, a... He's tested with his life falling apart in the book of Eov. And throughout the book, we see how he responds to watching his life fall apart. So all of his wealth went away. His kids died. Everything fell apart for him. And Eov responds by basically throughout the book complaining to God about his situation and saying that, that this is so difficult. If I were to go to judgment with God, I would have been just. I would have been right, not God. So Eov, he gets tested, he gets challenged, he has some, some difficulties, and he responds by kicking, as the Gemara says. He kicked back. Then there was Abraham. So Abraham... He was tested many, many times, but Avram never complained. So he's different from Eov. 
Right? Eov complains from his being challenged and his being, his giving, uh, being given difficulty in life. Abraham was given difficulty in life and he basically kept taking it. And he never opened his mouth and complained. So the Gemara says that's compared to the person, to the king and his son. That the king comes to the son and he needs to reprimand him, he needs to rebuke him over something. So he strikes him. And he strikes him over and over and over. And the son does not say a word. He does not say a word until the king turns around and he says that I can't keep striking him. He's not, he's not, uh, he's not complaining about my, my strikes. And he, if, if, I, if it were up to him, he would let me strike him over and over and over and he would never complain. So that would be considered like Abraham. Because Abraham, no matter how much Borei Olam tested him, no matter how much challenge he brought in Abraham's life, Abraham accepted it, he never complained. And then there's King Chizkiyahu, who God tested him. It's in here. Then there's Chizkiyahu, who God tested him. And Chizkiyahu, he turns around and he prays to Hashem. There's a story uh, about, about Chizkiyahu getting sick and how he prays to Hashem to make him better, but we won't go into that. And then finally, there's David. And the Gemara says that David, he wasn't even challenged. He wasn't given the test. But then he sees the whip on the wall and he goes to the king and he asks, hey, there's a whip on the wall. Why don't you use it and, and test me? Why don't you use it and strike me? So I get rebuked a little bit. So that's David. So the Gemara compares these four characters. Abraham, his, he, was never, he was challenged and he never complained. Eov was challenged and he complained. Chizkiah was challenged and he prayed. And David wasn't challenged and he asked to be challenged. David wanted to prove his goodness. He wanted to prove how good he was. So that's the interpretation of the first pasuk. God, please judge me for I've gone in, in, in innocence. Meaning, test me so I can prove myself. Okay, pasuk bet. So here's, there are two ways to interpret this pasuk. I remember the two interpretations I gave for the first pasuk. One interpretation was judge me well. And the other interpretation is test me. Okay? It's either David is asking God not to give him difficulty, meaning judge me well, or it's David asking God to test him so he could prove himself. These are two divergent interpretations of the pasuk. Two totally opposite. Yeah, two uh, opposite interpretations. Yes. Right, exactly. You could, uh, that's, between the Peshat and the Midrash, you have these two opposite interpretations. Pasuk Bet has the same possibility. Examine me and test me. And purify my heart, my, my mind and my heart. Chiliotai means the kidneys, I believe. Uh, but in, the, in those times, they believe that the kidneys are where a person's thought comes from. So anytime you see chiliotai, meaning kidneys, in the Tanakh, it's referring to the mind more than anything. So, so purify my mind and my heart. Okay? So even this pasuk, you have two opposite interpretations. One is... What does it mean, Bechaneni? Bechaneni could be to test me, right? But it could also mean to examine me, meaning look at how pure I am. Look into my heart, Hashem. Before you judge me, don't just because, give me judgment. Because you can, first, see, because you can see inside my Yeah, heart. first look into my heart and see how good I am. Look at my, my thoughts and my, my way, mind. He's, he's testing also Hashem. Maybe, in a way, in this interpretation, he's testing Hashem. He's saying, if before you judge me, look into my heart, and, and examine me before you give me judgment. Again, that's, that's the, the first interpretation. The other one would be, God, test me and give me trial so I could prove myself. Okay? But, but 
they are different interpretations, right? Because he doesn't necessarily need to ask God to test him because he doesn't need to prove himself. God could just look into his heart. Yes, correct. Now, purify my mind and my heart. Sorfa comes from the word, from the word to smelt something. So if you want to purify a silver coin, you'll, you need to smelt it and get it down to its parts. Correct. So you could get rid of all of the, they used to add a lot of fake metal into the coin. And then you, the only way you could get the fake metal out is to burn it down, and so I think they would separate. Splits. Yeah, it would split. So now he's saying, uh, This is another way of saying, if you were to smelt or burn or, uh, or melt me down to my, to my component parts, you would see that there's nothing other than purity. Everything is pure. There's no dross. In, in the mix, okay? For your kindness is before my eyes and I walk in your truth. Saying, why, why should you look into my heart? Why should you examine me and see how good I am? Because your kindness is always in front of my eyes and I'm always walking with your truth. That's what I do. Now look at the fact that he told God to examine my heart and my, and my mind. But he didn't tell God to examine his deeds. Why is that? Because Radak says, Radak points out, that a person, it's impossible to have perfect deeds. You're always going to mess up. But there are people that have very good intentions. You know, you have this in relationships a lot, right? Where you don't have the intention to hurt your wife or to do anything bad. But there's something you do that bothers her, yes, right? Yes, for sure. So, so, so what you ask is, Please look, don't look at my deeds. My, I messed up because I'm, I'm foolish. I'm human, right? But it's not like I'm trying to hurt you. Meaning if I'm trying to get at Borei Olam and hurt Borei Olam, then, then there's what to talk about. But if I'm trying my best to be good and I'm just, because of my humanity, my actions aren't perfect, then please, Hashem, look at my heart and my mind instead of my actions. That's how the Radak says. Yeah, very interesting. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> he said, not only have my actions, have my, uh, sorry, have I gone in your truth, but I have not sat with worthless men, miteshav, a mit is a person. <laughs> so na'alamim, ne'elam comes from the word hidden. Okay, hidden in reference to people means that their intentions are hidden. And it's talking about hypocrites. People that they say one thing, and, they, and in their heart they believe something yeah, else, right? So. so their intentions are hidden, right? So I've not sat with people of worthless character, and I've not come, come along with the hypocrites. Ibn Alamim, Alamim is hypocrites. Saneti kehal I abhor the assembly of evildoers, mira'im, people who are doing ra, from the word ra, okay? And with the wicked, I do not sit. Again, similar to the previous yeah, pasuk. I don't, I don't I, circle in these, these aren't my circles of bad people. My, my, I circle in good. So now, now that David said where he will not sit, he will not sit with evil people, he will not hang out with the hypocrites. Now, what, where does he sit? Where uh, does David Amalek sit? He's gonna give his... So we'll see. Pasuk 6. This is where it gets very beautiful. Pasuk 6. Rather, I wash my, my hands in purity. And I circle your altar, Hashem. Meaning, where am I sitting? I'm not sitting with the evil people. 
I'm, I'm clinging to your altar. I'm in the Beit HaMikdash doing circles around the Mizbeach. And in the process, while I'm walking around your, your Mizbeach, I'm proclaiming thankfulness to you, and I'm telling and I'm telling all of your wonders, as David always does. He does it publicly. God, I love the abode of your house. I love your, your holy place. And the place where your glory dwells. So I love the Bet HaMikdash. I love the Mishkan. But he was not in the Bet HaMikdash. So from here, the Chachamim say that this Mizmor was actually a tefillah by David to allow God to build the Bet HaMikdash. This Mizmor is that. According to the Chachamim, there are two pieces of this Mizmor which are not found in the Peshat. One is David asking God to test him, which according to the Peshat is more David asking God to have mercy on him and to test him for good, not to actually test him and put him through difficulty. And the second is David says, once you found that I'm good, please give me the zechut to build a bit of mikdash. And to that he doesn't get the, pro- the, the affirmative response. Okay? But the, but you, but, Hashem told him you cannot, but you're Right, right, exactly. So, but the idea is that David is saying, I love being in your holy place so much. The desire to, to, to build it. And I want to build it also. And, and the Peshat is, as I don't circle with people who are bad. I circle in places that are holy. So for David, that would have been the pre-Mikdash, probably the place in Nov, where the, yes. the Mishkan was sitting at the time. Okay. Do not gather my soul with sinners. And my life with men of bloodshed. Don't loop me in in judgment with people who are sinners and people of bloodshed. Don't take my soul with them because I'm not them. Asher bidehem zima, who in their hands they, they indulge in evil. And the right hand is full of bribes. That's, that's them. Don't put me with them. I will go with innocence, kind of like what he said at the beginning. Please redeem me. And be gracious to me. Ragli ameda bemishor. My foot stands on the straight path. Bemakhelim avarechadonai. I will bless God among the congregations. Okay. So again, he closes the mismore saying that I'm going to stand in the just place and I'm going to bless God in public. Again, always. that's a staple of, of the mismore mitilim that David always thanks God in public. Okay. Uh, so again, you see, the first pasuk, I've gone in innocence. In the last pasuk, or second to last pasuk, So you could tell this is one uh, organized he more because he does the beginning and end the same. Like we saw that yesterday also, no? Yes, same thing. All right, okay. Amen, amen.